Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm your host, Adam Sanchez, with a special guest today, and we are discussing the season theme for season three of The Thinking Tree, Practical Christianity. Well, welcome. I am joined by a special guest today. Jeff No is... He'll be MIA for a couple of episodes while he's taking care of uh, some needed ministry and, and taking care of our sermons on Sundays. So I am joined with one of our elders at Oak Hill, Ken Peaster. Ken, Hello. welcome. Yeah, thank you so much, Adam. It's your first time on The Thinking Tree, but you did join us on The Thinking Tree's predecessor. True. The Underground. The Underground. The Underground, but first time here. You've been able to watch from afar as we've set up the spider machine uh, <laughs> week in and week out to record, and now you actually get to be on the other end of the microphone. Exactly. I've been here every episode, but just in the background. Just behind the scenes. Uh, so listeners, a couple things to know about Ken here that I'll share real quick. Um, Ken and I have known each other since he was in grade school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the privilege of being his Awana leader way back when. We knew each other through uh, sports as well. I was a coach when he was on his high school water polo team, and even in youth ministry, I was one of the youth leaders when when he was there. So we go way, way back, and then we've had the privilege of being at Oak Hill here for the last 15 years exactly. doing ministry together. Uh, so a lot of good history and a lot of good friendship, which we'll get to later on. This episode, we want to just launch into and, and explain what this season will be about. So season two, last, last year, or last, yeah, I guess last year, we introduced the the goal of the thinking tree, not just to renew minds and reform hearts, but also to ask good questions. And that was part of the, the goal that we set forward last season. This season, we're going to continue that of asking good questions and providing biblical conversations and answers. And we're going to add to that a theme of pursuing practical Christianity. So this season is going to be all filled with all kinds of practical uh conversations. We're going to talk about pursuing ministry with others. We're going to talk about uh, building friendships. We're going to talk about Bible study methods and and encouragements. We're going to talk about resolving conflict and different types of conflict, conflict Mm. with marriages and uh, dealing parent-child relationships and work and school and church and all those things. We're going to talk about spiritual disciplines for parents. Uh, We're going to talk about the global church. And, And what I've seen as I've been privileged to travel around the world in the last nine or almost 10 years now. Uh, so we're going to talk about all of those things this season. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we wanted to open up this episode and explain why, why we chose this particular theme for this season of The Thinking Tree. So let me just share a little bit, and, and Ken, you can jump in mm-hmm. um, as, you, as, as you have thoughts here as well. Um, but why, why does this matter? Practical Christianity. And I think that there's there's a there's a rub here where we have Christians who live in in churches and, and all around the world, not just here in the U.S. But they they say, you know what? I just don't know how to live as a Christian. I know that I'm saved. I know that that you know here's the gospel message: Jesus died for my sin. But I don't know how I should live. I don't know what. I need to do in my life. And I think there's several reasons for this. Christians might not be practical because they're just not aware. Like they say, they don't know. They have not read, here's how I need to respond or here's how I should act in this in this scenario, this situation. So they might just be unaware um, of how they ought to respond in a way that honors and pleases the Lord. They also might be not unskilled. 
they don't know how to apply scripture. So in a new situation they've never encountered before, they say, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do when I'm dealing with hard things like grief, loss of a loved one. I don't know what to do when I'm raising a kid for the first time. I don't know what to do as a grandparent for the first time. You know, there's a lot of things where it might be a new experience and they just don't know how to apply biblical principles that they've seen. Uh, and then the last one I would say is that people can be unpracticed. Mm. So you have a believer who's professed belief, been saved, affirms uh, the, the reality of Christ paying for our sins, but they have not formed habits of, of faithfulness. So when they're unpracticed, it just means they're not used to doing things God's way. They're not opposed to doing it God's way. They just have another practice of doing it God's way. So unaware, unskilled, and unpracticed. Mm. So I see that not just as a, as a Christian problem, um, you know, in places that don't have, uh, you know, maybe a training center, a theological school, a seminary, but even in places that do. And we are in a bubble. We are in a circle with master's, uh, university, Master Seminary, Grace Community Church, and, and a lot of good sound doctrine and good teaching around us. Mm. And yet we still have Christians who struggle in these ways about how to be practical with their faith. Mm. They can spout a lot of things about God's word, but when you ask them to apply it, there's there's a pause, there's a hesitation. Any thoughts about the background and why it matters to pursue practical Christianity? Yeah, and again, just like you said, I see this every day, right? I work at the Master's University, and so... Seeing this with our students, a lot of them are hungry for knowledge, but then how do I practically put this in, into play? It's one thing to know something, it's another to actually live it. And so it's so important, and I'm really excited for this season to, to dive in and to learn more about that, um, to, to dig, dig deeper and to really hear about practical Christianity. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun journey here. So I want to give some reasons. Why should Christians be practical about their faith? Why is it not just an intellectual exercise? Uh, first thing that I would encourage believers with is that faith is a gift. And so it's something that's given from God, yet belief is the active response of that gift. So faith and belief, you know, they're used of the same root word, pastuo in the New Testament, but faith is that gift. God gives the gift of faith. We know that, that no one can conjure up faith on their own or in their own power, their own ability. But we do recognize the nuance that believing and, and acting on that faith, that's what believing means, is the response and the responsibility of the believer. Believers believe. I mean, that's what we even call ourselves. We call ourselves believers. So believers should be believing, not unbelieving, but believing. We had a fantastic sermon series in the Gospel of John. And if you haven't heard it, go back to our sermon page on YouTube or in our podcast and take a listen to it. The other podcast, the Oak Hill Bible Podcast. Um, but believing is the active response of a person who receives faith. And then faithfulness is the habitual practice of that believing. Mm. So you have three very similar words, but mm. all unique. Faith that is the gift, belief as the active response of that gift, and faithfulness as the practice of that gift or mm. of that believing action. Uh, so that's first. Why should we be practical? Because all the believing and the faithfulness, that's practical. That is the day in, day out life of a believer. That's everything that they do from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep and close their eyes. All of that is practical and all of that should be informed by believing and trusting that Jesus is the son of God, the lamb of God who, take, who takes away the sin of the world. Second thing is 
We're called to be doers of the word. I love that passage in James chapter one. It's hard because we toe that line between uh, not wanting to seek to earn our salvation. We know that we cannot do anything to earn, but James says, I'll show you my faith by what I do. Faith comes, we know, by hearing, but we know we're not just to be hearers, but doers also. So we're to be both. We're to be hearers of the word and doers of the word. And James 1 is a great encouragement toward that end. Another reason I would say or encourage believers to be practical is we are we are supposed to apply gospel principles in every area of our life. Mm. I would say that over the last 15 years I've been in ministry here at Oak Hill and in Southern California particularly, I have gotten so many questions about how do I live in a gospel manner in this area of my life? Whether I'm, you know, a student that's, you know, at TMU or another school and saying, what does it look like to be faithful as a student? or it's a parent, or somebody who's looking to get married and they're dating, or somebody who's first time in their job, or somebody who's looking to even exit their job and retire. I mean, everything, every aspect of life, applying gospel principles. How do we deal with bosses who are not believers? How do we deal with family who aren't believers? How do we deal with hard situations in our lives? So many questions. This is the nature of shepherding. All of us shepherds at Oak Hill do this. We help other believers apply gospel principles in every area of life. And the last reason I would give for Christians to be practical about their faith would be to be worshipers. And Grant is so good at encouraging our body with this, that worship is not just singing on Sundays, though that's part of our worship, but really worship is a a whole person submission to God, to our creator and our savior in every area of life. And we are called to be worshipers, not singers, though Mm. you can absolutely and should Mm. sing those songs. Uh, but we're called to be worshipers and that's in every area of our life. And so I love that Grant mm-hmm. encourages our body all the time to be worshipers, mm-hmm. not just to be singers. So not just on Sunday, not just when we're singing, it's all the time every day. Every single day. Mm-hmm. And to be practical. So, I mean, we we talked last season about the sufficiency of God's word for every area of life. So we talked about it. Well, this season we're going to show it. Mm. This season, we're going to show that Christians should be practical in their faith, meaning every area of life should be informed and encouraged by God's word. Every area of life should be in conformity to his character, to his nature, to the good news of the gospel, and to living out a practical lively faith, a faith that trusts that God is on the throne Mm. and a faith that trusts that sins have been paid for and we're not the ones paying for them. But we do need to learn from God's word to live that way. We need to be practical. Any other thoughts you would have about that? No, I'm I'm excited again just to to see how this is going to play out. Again, so often we hear the intellectual and the theology side, but to move it from just the theology side into practical living as we move forward, because um, that's what other people see, right? As we are lights in this world, people see the practical living out mm-hmm. of our faith. And so as we can model that for other people, then people will say, why are you different? How? Tell me more about that. And then that's when we have an opportunity to share the gospel with others. Yeah, amen. So a few encouragements here, and this will be a shorter episode than usual, but it's just our introduction here. A few encouragements. Uh, one, I said this earlier, but faith or belief is not just an intellectual exercise. It's not just showing what you know and what you've learned or heard. Uh, faith, uh, really belief and, and following through on that faith that God has given really leads to applying God's word in every area of life. 
That's what belief should encourage. So whether we have one more day on this earth or we have 10 or 20 or 30 more years on this earth, either way, however much time God gives us, our goal as believers is should be to live out the faith that's been given by practicing belief and applying God's word truth to every area of our life. And what we need to recognize is that living for Christ, living in a gospel manner is not separate from other areas of life. And I do think there's a danger here. And I want to just highlight it for one quick moment. Sometimes believers take the stance that God's word is good enough for things related to faith, things related to uh, church on Sundays, things related to speaking about spiritual things, but will often avoid God's word for other areas of life. For instance, God's word doesn't apply to the diet that I choose. God's word doesn't apply to the medical route that I endeavored to go down. God's word doesn't. And you could imagine there's all these supposed practical areas of life that believers might say, you know what? God's word doesn't apply to this. Now, here's what I would say. It absolutely does. God's word Mm. does apply. However, God's word was not meant to necessarily help you go in in the specific direction, but it was meant to give you the guardrails, the guidelines, and the principles to go in that direction. Mm. God's word isn't gonna say, here's the exact diet that you should do for your illness or infirmities that you have with your body because everyone is a little different. There are different things that, that happen when people eat different things. There's allergies and there's you know inflammations and all kinds of things that we really don't understand all of that today. So yeah, somebody might say, you know what, I'm going to eliminate this out of my diet or you know pursue that. There's no issue with that. Does, God, does God's word have something to say about doing something like that? And I'm going to say, yes, it does. Mm -hmm. God's word talks about things like moderation. God's word talks about things like avoiding things that are unhelpful for you. And God's word also talks about not judging others for doing that. Mm. So when we look at principles, yeah, God's word is going to have principles for that action. But it's not necessarily that God's word tells you this is the exact way to go for matters of freedom, Mm. matters of conscience, matters of, hey, we can go either way and it's not sin. But God's word will tell you what sin is. Mm -hmm. God's word will guard you against going a sinful way Mm -hmm. and even worshiping a sinful way in a sinful manner, worshiping creation rather than the creator. And all of that matters Mm. when we're looking even at solutions for medicine. So that when the person who's got diagnosed with cancer goes in and gets told they need to do radiative therapy and they need to take uh, specific cancer drugs, that when when they do that, they're not doing that with the hope that these medicines and this treatment is their savior, but that they're doing it in faith to God, trusting that whatever the outcome is, his name will be praised. Mm. Whether it works or it doesn't work, whether it's helpful or not helpful, that God's name will be praised because they're walking through in a manner worthy of the gospel. And there'll be a testimony to others, even in that hard situation. And so God's word informs every area of our life, Mm -hmm. not just the areas that seem really obvious, like what do you believe about God? What do you believe about death? What do you believe about man? But God's word applies to every area of our life. So we can't we can't see this practicality of Christianity as separate from any area of our life. It actually informs every area mm-hmm. of our life. And that can be difficult. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, and I've heard it said it's like a biblical lens, a biblical worldview, right? And Amen. so as we're looking through this, it's the Bible shapes every thought, everything that that we do. And you had a previous podcast about this, the Bible is sufficient. Yeah. Right? God's word is sufficient. So for every area of our life, 
we can turn to God's word and there are practical things that we can do. And we say, as I'm making these decisions, what does the Bible say about these things? And again, just like you said, it may not be so specific, but there's always going to be principles that are going to guide our thoughts and our actions. And I know we'll get into it later, but even if we can't quite figure it out on our own, God has also supplied us his local church people, mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ who can also help us. Of, I don't know what to do in this situation. What do I do? And then they can help us turn to God's word and say, look, it, this is what it says. Okay, now I can go together and say, this is a good decision because I see it in God's word and this brother or sister is encouraging me through God's word. And so we can move forward. Amen. Amen. Well said. Well, this season, friends, you're going to hear us encourage you towards practical Christianity in every aspect of life. And so I want to leave you with a couple of verses here that say this, essentially. And so you have in, in Colossians three seventeen a very clear statement. Um, here's what it says. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You have a sister passage in 1 Corinthians 10, 31 that essentially says the same, the same thing. And the encouragement here is that it's whatever you do, whether you're speaking or doing, so whether you're hearing or doing, I mean, everything is included here. Whatever you do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do everything for his glory, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so I just want to encourage you listeners that as you're thinking about life from the mundane things of your day, just the most boring, normal things like brushing your teeth all the way to the very particular things that you do. Maybe it's a very intentional action that you do, whether it's working out, doing school work, or certain aspects of work, uh, leading your family, loving your family, caring for others, whatever you're doing from the most boring aspect of your day to the most specific part of your day that you think the most about, that you consider is most specialized, that in all of that and everything in between, we are to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And we should consider how Christ is honored in the choices and the decisions that we make throughout every single day, throughout the day, not throughout the days, throughout each day. Consider how Christ is honored in the choices and the decisions we make from the words we speak to the actions we pursue. And like Ken just mentioned, if you don't know how, then ask others in the local church so you can they can help you search the Bible and you can look for answers revealed from God's word. Ken, any closing thoughts you want to share before we wrap this episode up? No, I think we're ready to dive in. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, it, it should be a good season coming up uh, here on the Thinking Tree with all kinds uh, of matters of life and godliness uh, and everything in between. So Ken, thanks for joining us today on, on this episode of the Thinking Tree. Friends, we pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. And we'll see you next time on the Thinking Tree. <laughs>